This episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast is brought to you by me, Philip Morgan. I just wrote a new book called Specializing Without Failure, and this book may be interesting to you if you're curious how the specialization process works, and in particular, what are the three things that you must consider as you're making that initial decision about how you will specialize, or if you're evaluating multiple options and trying to figure out which would be the best one. The book is really a sort of um, extract of the process that I've used in working with many, many self-employed software developers who are currently generalists and are trying to figure out how they could specialize their business so they produce more economically valuable outcomes for their clients. If that sounds interesting to you, head over to SpecializingWithoutFailure.com. I'm back. <laughs> it's been a while since I've put out new episodes for this podcast, maybe about two months, I think. You know, it's kind of funny. I was looking at, as I was sort of uh, gathering my my strength and <laughs> my thoughts for putting out some more episodes of this podcast. I was looking at the last, I don't know, three or four episodes before I took a short hiatus and um, just looking at the uh, subject lines is kind of funny because I think I might may have inadvertently given you the impression that I was headed for some kind of meltdown or something. <laughs> That's not, it at all, really. But I'm looking at those last few episodes about, you know, the satisfaction gap, um, things about working out loud, etc. And I don't know, it's just kind of was funny in retrospect, thinking that maybe I had inadvertently given you the impression that, uh, that I was headed for trouble. <laughs> in reality, uh, a couple things happened. Uh, my dog Malcolm passed away. He was just a, I don't know, just a month or two shy of, shoot, he was born in 1999. So he was just a few months shy, I think, from being 18 years old. And he died on August 13th. Died very quickly and I, I think with really no pain at all as far as I could tell. I was right there when he died. And, uh, you know, that's been a big focus of my life for the past three or four years really have been in one sense constrained by his care, but in another sense, um, willingly dedicated to his care. As he got old, I just wanted to be around for him. So my wife and I, for example, uh, share a car. And, uh, so if both of us were leaving the house, we would just not stay out for more than three or four hours because, um, you know how it is with old dogs. They just can't really hold it for that long. And there's also just this feeling like, well, if he uh, gets in some kind of, um, you know, uh, painful or difficult situation in regards to his health, we wanted to be very responsive to that. So um, he has died. And, um, and that was, uh, interestingly, not all that traumatic or painful for me, simply because I think... I had just, uh, and my wife too, uh, she gets, I think, more of the credit than I do, really. We had both just worked so hard to make sure he had a wonderful, 
wonderful golden years, and I think he did. So uh, we said goodbye to him. Uh, I got busy, as I tend to do from time to time. Um, there was, of course, after Malcolm passed, uh, we were able to start traveling, which is something we had really not allowed ourselves to do or chosen not to do for uh, a good three years, really. Went to a, a friend's wedding in Portland and marched uh, down the streets of Portland following a marching band, <laughs> which proceeded from the place where the wedding was to the place two miles away where the reception was. And boy, was that a blast. Um, the frequency at which I was publishing this podcast, I think, was something I have mixed feelings about. It, I, I just love showing up every day, every weekday, or every you know, actual seven days of the weekday. I just love showing up that frequently for my audience, which is people who are trying to make this transition out of the generalist crab bucket into a world of specialized expertise. And um, I love showing up that often, but sometimes I just cannot publish content that you would actually want to listen to. I mean, I guess I could publish that frequently and say, well, I had for breakfast today, I had this, and uh, you know, give you trivial information that's not really relevant, but actually publishing something that's worth listening to, whether it has a more entertaining slant or a more informative slant takes real effort and it's a joy but sometimes it's uh, more than I can honestly keep up with in terms of everything that's going on in my business and life so the pace got a little bit unsustainable with publishing every weekday I'm going to back that down uh, to something that I think will be more sustainable and uh, also finally by way of explanation for what the heck I've been doing in this uh, roughly two-month hiatus, I wrote a book. <laughs> uh, it's called Specializing Without Failure. And the book has, I don't know, I think two functions. One, it really is an effort for me to crystallize what I've seen be relevant and effective and, you know, the, the sort of critical issues that, folks who are moving out of that world of being a generalist and into that world of being a, an expert with specialized expertise. What stuff do you really need to consider as you're making that transition in terms of planning and thinking through things like credibility and what you're actually interested in and what the market itself is, has a demand for? And so I wrote this book, Specializing Without, Without Failure, to try to crystallize what I've seen happen as with everything I write I am especially aware that length is not always a real asset so it's a short book it's I think about 13,000 words the positioning manual for reference is about 20,000 words if you don't count all the supplementary content that comes in the more expensive version of that book package so this is a shorter book it's one that I suspect most people could read in about two hours. And again, it really tries to crystallize in a, in a way that's or, uh, organized around the process. And when I say the process, I mean when most people are ready to move out of the world of operating as a generalist, they go through something 
that is, it doesn't always look the same for every person, but that transition can be structured as a process, meaning do this first, then do that, then do that. And more and more, I am becoming aware of the, I, I was about to say the right way to structure that process. And to an extent, there is really a right way and a, and a not right way to do it. So I, I guess I'll stick with that. I have become more and more aware of what is, for most people, the ideal way, and therefore the best way for me to suggest that you attempt this transition. And that's what I mean when I say the book is oriented around a process. It really is, uh, in terms of the sequence of the book, it's talking about how you should go through this process in sequence. So I like the book. It's version 0.9 right now, meaning... It's probably got some spelling mistakes in it. It may have a few, uh, you know, kind of embarrassing, glaring, other types of mistakes. But the content is there. The ideas are there. And there's some polishing left to do. But the book is for sale. And anybody who wants to could buy it. It's at specializingwithoutfailure.com. So that is all by way of saying that's what I've been up to. <laughs> that's why... New episodes of this podcast have not been coming out. And the other aspect of the book is lead generation, honestly, for my services. I got to say, um, the positioning manual has been wonderful from the perspective of generating revenue, but it has also been perhaps even more wonderful from the perspective of uh, generating demand for my services. So that, as I was writing Specializing Without Failure, was also uh, the other big goal of this book was uh, to help generate demand for my services. And that's also part of what I was doing over that you know, several-month gap while this podcast was not coming out was focusing on making my one-on-one -on -one retainer option, which is a service where I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you on this process of specializing it's uh, the cost starts out at twenty four hundred dollars a month. It it sometimes goes down for a few months while people are doing independent work. But it's it's you know, currently the most expensive thing I offer, and I really wanted to make that service more robust, more well defined, less of a well just give me some money and we'll do whatever uh, needs to be done, and more of a defined process. So that was the other thing that I was sort of focusing on during that time of not publishing this podcast is making that one-on-one -on -one retainer offering more robust, uh, making it an even better value than I think it already is. So here's what's coming up. I'll be publishing about two episodes a week. Normally I've got it. I've actually got a backlog of interviews that I have been conducting on the sly, unbeknownst to you, interviewing people who are doing interesting things in their business or have something interesting to say about this whole process of specializing or generating their own leads. So you'll start seeing those show up soon. It's great stuff. One of the first things I'll do is a two or, two or three part book review of a book that I found uh, come across recently that I think is just wonderful. It's a book called The Business of Expertise by David C. Baker, who 
sometimes refers to me as a competitor, and maybe he's right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're acquaintances, and I think David's work is just just spectacular, really, really good stuff. If you've not heard of his work, I'd really encourage you to check it out. David refers to me sometimes as a competitor. I'm not quite sure we are because we're focused on different segments of uh, a similar market. So uh, I have the utmost respect for David, and, and this book I think is just wonderful, and I, I want to spend some time talking about what I think is so impactful about it for people like you, people who are trying to move out of that world of the generalist crab bucket and into something better. And, uh, you know, there'll just be more of what I presume you love about this podcast, <laughs> but just uh, not as frequent uh, going forward in, in an effort to try to make the whole thing uh, more sustainable. I've got, uh, oh gosh, I'm looking at my backlog of questions, which are links to emails in my inbox. And uh, I think I'm going to have a pretty awesome backlog of questions to answer. Do remember that you can always phone in your questions to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast Answer Hotline at 707-204-0717. Uh, you just call that number, leave a voicemail. I'll play your voicemail on the air, which hopefully should have your question, and I will answer it to the best of my ability. Again, that's 707-204-0717. All righty. That's it for this episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. See you next time.